Hey everyone, welcome to Awareness with Ashley. My name is Ashley Stewart. I share a first-hand experience of what it's like living with idiopathic intracranial hypertension. You'll hear me call this IIH and migraines. I use my own experience to share what living with IIH and migraines is really like. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's podcast. The quote today is, if opening your eyes or getting out of bed or holding a spoon or combing your hair is the daunting Mount Everest you climb today, that is okay. This is by Carmen Ambrosio. And the reason this quote stuck out to me is because it reminds me of my worst times. When you're at your worst, you really can't sometimes do much more than move from one spot to the next. What you can do today is good enough. Sometimes your biggest win will be getting out of bed and that's perfectly okay. I remember when I was at my worst, I would feel good just getting out of bed and then moving a f- like a floor to the couch. It felt like that was sometimes the biggest win out of the day and the best days were like when I would not only get out of bed but be able to have a shower or a bath or something. What people have to understand is that when you're at your worst with a chronic illness is that this may be the only thing you can do today and if that one thing is just let's say getting out of bed for even like let's say half an hour that might be the best that you can do you can't feel bad about it your body's gonna want to naturally rest and when you're dealing with the fatigue levels that you deal with especially with iih and migraines this is just gonna be that much more the case when you're as hard on yourself as i am I understand the feeling of like you're wasting your day with just lying down and doing nothing. You aren't though, as your body needs rest in that moment. Part of this is societal pressure, especially when you're younger. You know, there's the pressure to be able to do a whole list of things. Oh, you're young. Why aren't you able to do all of these things? Like, you'll especially hear that from older people, maybe even not so old people around you that oh you're just being lazy you're not getting out enough or you're not doing enough but the truth is is that you're doing the best you can in that in your current situation and those people that are judging you are may have no idea what all you're going through being a certain personality too with me in particular i find this is especially the case because I find that I'm hardest on myself compared to others. I will be my worst critic. Although this is good for things like having discipline when it comes to completing a degree or when you have your own YouTube channel and there's no one out there putting pressure to, for you to make content consistently and you have to do that. That's where this kind of trait is really actually quite helpful but it's not helpful to have this particular trait when the thing you actually need is the thing that you're trying to resist. I remember a time when showers used to take so much motivation because they used to wipe me right out. Like I would need to have a half an hour break after having a shower just to be able to function and do something the rest of the day. They still actually can 
if I'm having a rough day, not usually half an hour, usually I'm okay after 15 minutes. You gotta remember I'm a little bit more conditioned to be okay after a 15 minute break because those are the lengths of my breaks at work. Like that's what I get to make it through the day. So I've kind of gotten used to that short amount of time of doing nothing and being okay to be able to work another couple of hours but it hasn't always been like that. You are not less because you cannot do something you could do yesterday. And same as that, just because you can do what you can today, you may not have that same success tomorrow. Like I find that there's kind of a period with chronic illness when you kind of think you found something that might be helping, whether that's a lifestyle factor or whether that's a medication, sometimes a combination of both, where particularly there's this kind of phase where you might get away with doing something today, but then circumstances change and you won't be able to do it tomorrow. And along with those lines, you may have done something yesterday that you thought was going to cause problems that you end up being okay. And unfortunately, a lot of it is trial and error. I had days when at my worst where I felt like getting to the couch to rest was a huge accomplishment and getting up to do a puzzle for one or two hours meant an active day. That's actually why I started actually doing puzzles. I did puzzles so that I wasn't just lying down all the time and it would increase my endurance a little bit when it came to those other things. I did the puzzles when I was the most sick. It kind of got me off the couch because I was getting bored. Like there's only so much TV shows and movies you can watch before you're like, I've had enough of this. I want to do something else. So the puzzles were a great distraction or not even distraction, but just something to do. I really don't miss the fatigue I used to have and I still have on certain days and to a certain degree, but I have learned how to function with it now. Some levels of fatigue are just not okay to live with and to be expected to function like that, the normal population couldn't do it and this should apply to people with chronic illness as well. One of the th most misunderstood things I think is actually chronic fatigue and living with chronic fatigue. Not necessarily chronic fatigue syndrome, but maybe you can make an argument with that. But any chronic illness that involves a particular aspect of chronic fatigue, I think is just very much misunderstood in particular on what it's like living with a high level of fatigue. Now, my fatigue levels aren't, I would say, high anymore, but they're at a still a certain level that I do have to be careful. And so what that means is I've kind of learned what my limitations are and I have now found out what those limitations are and I try to avoid those issues as well as I do have my certain lifestyle factors that keeping consistent sleep and routine as best as I can and having a very consistent type of shift is also very handy. Actually, I'm less tired, I think, this summer because I've been so much more consistent and I've been able to be so much more consistent with this particular part of my life. It's been a huge, huge thing. Now, I struggled with certain types of switching shifts on my body before I ever had IIH. So that isn't exactly surprising that my body would respond negatively to that, but it just seems like it's so much better having a consistent schedule now. If 
normal people couldn't function, which I know they couldn't, they'd complain as much as what we do, then we shouldn't be expected to just deal with it because it's been going on for an extended period of time. I don't understand how that's fair. I don't think it's fair. And people need to understand that that's not okay, basically. People need to understand that some things will last a long time until you get used to and can find out how you can function. But some people need to understand that because there's no cure for a lot of these things, that there's no getting around it. Like, it's something that you're going to have to be dealing with for a while. Some of this could be made extra hard because of the mind that will force you to slow down too. Like, so what I'm trying to say here is when you get sick and aren't feeling well, your mind and that particular part of you will make you slow down because it thinks, oh, you're just tired. You need to rest. Like, it's time to rest. If you're wanting to improve some of this long-term though, because despite the fact that your body is thinking short-term, if it gets rest, it'll be okay, which isn't the case, so it's expecting you to be slower because you're not feeling well, so it thinks you'll get better with time, then eventually you do kind of have to push yourself a little bit to a certain degree if you want to break this a little bit to tell your mind, this is possible, we just need to do it a little bit differently. I have found slight pushes against what my body desired has been necessary, but it's a delicate balance between not pushing too far and causing that dreaded feedback loop, the overdoing a feedback loop, and trying to condition your body that you're actually fine and can handle more than you think. So remember that feedback loop that I've talked about in the past? For those of you who are listening on the podcast right now, you can find my podcast in video form on my Locals page for local supporters. It is $2.99 a month. It just allows me to put out more and better content, allows me to upgrade my equipment and all of that. So if you're wanting to get these in video form, you can do so on locals.com forward slash Ashley Stewart. So this overdoing it loop that I've talked about. So you have symptoms, you're unable to do anything, you might be good the next day, and then you overdo it. So this feedback loop happens for me still, but I've kind of learned how not to overdo it by trial and error. So you need to try to condition your body that you're actually fine and can handle more than you think. Some of this will be a bit of a mind game. I don't like to say mind game because then people think, oh, it's just in your head. No. So what I mean by this being in your mind is your mind will try to get you to slow down and then it'll want you to stay at a certain level because it thinks that if you stay resting, you'll eventually get better, which is not the case. Like at some point, I do think that there needs to be a little bit of a push. I had to do this myself. Like, so when I first got working again, it was really, really hard because it was a little bit past that ideal amount of work, basically, or ideal amount of energy expenditure. And it's just been about consistency and knowing that I'll be okay from the fact that I've been okay that kind of you have to push your mind a little bit because otherwise sometimes it can keep you stuck in a bit of a rut for sure. Now I'm not saying that if you're really really struggling that you need to push yourself 
at all because in those cases that would be like you're having a flare-up and in those cases I think it's really important that we slow down because you don't want to be extending how long you're down for just because you think that your mind is playing tricks on you which it's hard to know I know from personal experience it's really tough to know <laughs> where you might be at with that especially in a flare-up I just think that if you think and feel like you're in a flare-up that it's important that you slow down during that period of time. I know that's what I do for myself. I think as time has gone on and I push myself a bit harder, I found my limits now. I pay dearly when I push my limits too hard, but at least I know what they are. There was a time when I felt like my body's reaction wasn't quite as consistent as it used to be though, so sometimes I'd pay for something and sometimes I wouldn't. Actually, this is the case even now. Sometimes if I actually push myself, I'll actually have problems like for a couple of days and then realize, oops, I overdid it. I've overdone it because I'm at a more vulnerable time of the month where my bucket's a little bit more full and all of that and then you end up causing more problems. It's hard to explain. I know when this might happen and why now though. So because I kind of know what I need from myself and have been through the same kind of consistent schedule, I know that if I'm working, I'm probably not going to be able to do much else. I can usually get away with filming podcasts though after a shorter day or I can do something on my day off. That's okay. Even still, like, that's why sometimes there's a lack of content because I haven't found a spot where I can confidently feel like I'm not pushing myself too hard. It's been about trial and error and figuring out and finding out what might do push it too far. And generally, like, I really feel like a lot of this finding out is from accidentally pushing too hard and then only keeping it to like one or two things that I've done extra and then going yeah probably shouldn't be doing this particular thing with that particular thing if that makes any sense. I know because of my limited energy that I can't go to work and come home and weed the garden. I mean those are kind of obvious ones but let's say that I'm going to work, have a crazy busy day, and then want to come and film a video or something. You would think that's almost pushing myself too hard, but I find it's generally not. If it's a shorter day, I can get away with it. I would never even try to do it on a on a full day. I've done that before in the past, and I have experienced exhaustion afterwards, so that is where I've kind of gone, okay, I can get away with it when I have this particular schedule, but when I have the other schedule, I got to do it on a different day. It's okay if you still have some days where you can barely move and others that you seem fairly normal. This journey is filled with ups and downs. I've just stopped caring and let people judge me how they'd like to. I think people need to realize that if they're judging you, it's because of their own insecurities. We know how much we can handle and they don't. So what I was getting at with this is that I know how I'm feeling in a day. I know what my limitations are around certain times of the month. I know when I have migraine symptoms and what that means for me. I think it's really, really important that I let people know I really don't care what they think or 
what their opinion is about how much I'm doing sometimes versus others. I mean, does it cross my mind that people might think that I'm no longer struggling or all of that? Yeah, and I'm sure they probably do think that. But, you know, that's up to them on how they think about you. And this might be hard, but sometimes the closest people to you in your life may never understand what this is all about. That being said, if you reach out to people who are complete strangers, you often get more love from them with anything compared to like your own family or your own friends. It's a really sad reality, but it happens in a lot more cases than just chronic illness. So it's unfortunate that family and your friends can be some of the most least supportive people, but it happens to a lot of us. I just wish that the one thing that wouldn't happen is that you get so much love and caring when you first get diagnosed with something like IIH or migraines. Like, people will shower you with all the love. And then I think the people that you need to keep around are not only the people that showed you that support in the beginning, but that their support never wavers. You'll find that you may be left with only one or two people in your life from that, but those people are the people that you need to keep around, and those are the type of people that we need around us. So basically what I'm saying is if you're listening to this, finding it hard to listen to because of the fact that I'm talking about things that people don't ever really mention, be that person and know that because you're trying to be better that you can change the situation. I hope that makes sense though. And like the person in your life who has chronic illness, whether that be you or someone you care about, if you are supportive on the days where they can barely move and barely function, if you can be that friend that is equally supportive no matter what, you're going to be that person's best friend. I think that's where I'm going to end this particular podcast. And I think it's a particular personality type that's going to really feel deeply that this is the case, that they're not good enough when they're not able to do anything. I fit into that category. <laughs> like I said, I'm harder on myself than others are around me. A lot of this is just me putting that pressure on myself. If you're listening to this on YouTube or any of the other places where I put it up in audio only, again, you can actually watch these podcasts in full on locals.com. If you're wanting to follow me across social media, you can do so on Instagram at Awareness with Ashley. Same on TikTok, at Awareness with Ashley. I'm actually now on threads as well, at Awareness with Ashley. Facebook and YouTube, at Ashley Stewart. If you're listening to this on the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. It just helps us get the podcast out there. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this one. I know I enjoyed talking about this topic to the best of my ability. And... Please know that you are not alone if you especially relate to this quote. I remember being at my worst of times and just, I would have loved to have seen this quote a lot sooner than what I have. I don't know if it would have changed my mindset, but I know that it would have made me feel better, a bit better in the moment. A lot of this is just, you just adjust and you learn to accept your situation with time. Like I said, some of this loss of 
what you can do and how you can function does go through a a pretty significant grieving process. With that, thanks for listening or watching, and I hope to see you next week. Bye, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcasting app. It really helps get the show out there. Hope to see you again next week for our next episode. Bye, everyone.